And that's why I take pride doing what I do. Because at the end of the day, it is about helping other people grow. So guys, if you are with these banks and they're not offering these types of relationships or levels of service, or you're calling and you're on hold forever, or you don't even have your personal banker's cell phone number or email, or you're not even connected on social media with them. The question is, is why aren't you? So here's the real mystery. How do regular folks like you and me, who have families and real lives, who have careers and regular nine to fives, really fare in the personal finance game? Why are some hugely successful while others fail miserably time and time again? Those are the glaring questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. This is Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. All right, and welcome to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. My name is Charles McGill. I'm your host. So excited to be talking to you guys today. But before we get started, got to make sure the credit boss, aka credit coach, is in the building. Ms. Eva Palacios, you in the house. Yes, what's up? How's it going, Eva? Hey, good. How are you? I am good. I'm good. Um, had a had a decent weekend. There you go. Um, it was yeah, hot. It was hot, but we stayed inside. We, <laughs> smart, smart. We was, we was not outside at all. Um, we actually did a lot of a uh, lot of cleaning, um, kind of restructuring some things around the house, and so um, that was good. Um, I, I did some I did some traditional stuff though. I did like I went old school on my family. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, I went old school because the thing is like, I, you know, it's funny like you you grow up with certain traditions and and because you didn't necessarily enjoy them when you were younger, you try to do something different. <laughs> but then yes. you realize that there was a reason why they did it that way because it worked, <laughs> and the new way ain't necessarily working. So what I used so so basically when I grew up, like you know, there was definitely times or days where we would clean. You know, there'd be like clean days, if you will. And yep. I, I pretty much I never really was responsible for too much, um, to be honest. You know, really, I just had to keep my room clean. But I noticed that certain days, you know, we would kind of focus on that. And depending on the household, you know, they would, you know, blast like some gospel music. And, you know, what I'm saying it'd just be like you knew what time it was. As soon as you heard the music, it was like, oh, yep. you know, for the next couple of hours or whatever, we're going to be cleaning. Right. And so. Yep. Um, I hadn't been doing that. I hadn't been doing that. I've been kind of just been, you know, kind of, you know, chilling and kind of just letting stuff kind of be, but things was kind of getting to a point where I was like, listen, y'all gotta, you know, <laughs> get it together. And I was trying to do it like at night. I was trying to do it certain different times. It just wasn't getting it. So I said, you know what, this Sunday we're going to make it, it was supposed to be Saturday, but we did a lot of other stuff on Saturday, but this Sunday I was like, we're going to make sure it happens. So what I do um, when they were all chilling, I put the speaker out in the like the middle of the house near the um, on top of the stairs. Oh, and there's this area echo. where it echoes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, man, I put that gospel music on. It was blasting. Mm-hmm. And it was like, what's going on? I was like, we cleaning. I was right. like, everybody, you go there. You go cleaning here. Day. You got this. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, we did it. And actually, it, 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 it was really good. Um, you know, obviously, no one likes doing it. But at the end, when your house is clean, that's when everybody enjoys it. <laughs> So it was cool. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and um, try to make this a tradition here. I'm about to be, they're going to get tired of this gospel music. (laughs) 
<laughs> blasted on the weekends. They're going to be like, oh, we know what it is. And we're like, not the gospel music again. That means we clean in house. That's right. That's right. <laughs> you got to have music. You got I got to have music when I clean. Like, yeah, I cannot be just silence. That's no yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, because the thing is, like, I think, you know, like Johnson, she'd be like, well, let's just, you know, put on a TV in the background. I'm like, no TV. No. Heck no. You get distracted. Exactly. You go. Like, oh, what's that on the TV? Watch the TV. <laughs> I'm like, no music only. And yep. like, it's funny because I used to do I used to do like R&B, like, you know, current mm-hmm. stuff or, or like like um like upbeat kind of hip hop. There's like a mix on yep. uh, Pandora that's like, you know, like workout hip hop music. So it's like yep. very like spirited or whatever. And so um that I used to do that too, but actually no, that that would they people did up dancing, you know, you know, laughing about you know, it 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 would it wouldn't invoke the right type of I think um you know focus. Yep. And so since I'm the one who only really listens to gospel or was raised that way, like for me, it's like I could zone out in it because I could I enjoy it and all that. But yep. for most of my family, they like mm, that's not really their, you know, say that's not their <laughs> favorite um music yet um they will obviously uh know some songs uh here and there um but it's not like how it is with me so for me i'm having a moment i'm also you know doing some prayer you know i'm doing all that stuff like it's uh it's good uh for me and so um you know like just trying to make it a tradition you know what i mean i'm going old school i feel like an old man with this you know type of like stop it don't even start i mean but you know what it is what it is like i said I there's a reason why to oldies too though like i would be them some throwback so it was my cousin's um 50th birthday party on saturday um majority of it was like all hip-hop and stuff um but then on sunday morning Cause I stayed out there in Chico on Sunday morning. I went back for breakfast and they were playing some jams like old school. I'm like, this is the type of music we should be listening to barbecuing, hanging out outside. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now music is, yeah, it's yeah. It feeds my soul. It sets the tone, right. For certain mm-hmm. things. And I think it's funny. Cause like John C calls me her resident DJ. Cause I, I, I tend <laughs> I to always, it. I'm always vibing people out. So it's like, yep. you know, depending on what we're doing, I will put certain music on just to kind of yeah. like, you know, to speak. Things. I used to do that when I was in school, when I was a principal too, I do that too. Yeah. When I was a teacher, yep, I would use music to, to, you know, kind of influence people and, you know, get them in a certain place and it yeah. always worked. And so, yeah, but for me, and I don't mean to make like, <laughs> cause gospel music, man. I mean, obviously like the kind of music, it's funny about gospel music. Kind of I listen to. Yep. It's, it's it's old like it really is old and i'm not yeah. saying it like like literally like fred hammond stuff or whatever it's like the stuff that i listen to those songs are like 20 something years old yeah uh, but they still hit they still mm-hmm. hit it's like they, they were like instant classes when they came out and so um anyway i want i do want my kids to learn those songs yeah uh, just like i did uh when i was younger so anyway that's what we yeah. did that's what Good. we did sounds like fun times yeah. Yeah. What about you? So is it going to be like every Sunday? You're going to be cleaning yeah. up and like well, every it's going to be either every Saturday or Sunday. It's likely going to be Saturday. I'd rather it be like a Saturday thing. Yeah. Saturday morning thing. And then we have the rest of the day and then Sunday we go church and then the rest of the day to chill. So yeah. I really want Sunday to be a rest day for sure. But yeah, um, it just didn't happen that way because what we were we were we were doing something on Saturday. We were busy the whole day. Yeah. So um. But yeah, for sure. Every weekend. No. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, I'm trying to tell my family, like it gets easier. Like if yeah. the reason why it, it take, took long because we haven't done this in a while. Yeah. But if we do it every week, 
then we good money. So there you go. There we go. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if you do it every week, then the chaos isn't lingering longer. Yeah. <laughs> it gets organized more often. That's right. That's right. That's right. So yes. it takes less time. And yeah. then obviously during the week, it's like, mm-hmm. you know, we go, you know, we tighten some stuff up and it, yeah. I just, okay. So I, let me just, <laughs> I'll say where it started from. So where it started from, honestly, and this is, this is, you know, something for, for some of y'all folks to chew on yep. is for me, I think uh, I've been going through like this whole entrepreneurship thing has been very strange for me um, because I was telling my wife, like we were sitting there, you know, watching TV. We were binge watching Snowfall uh, a couple of nights ago. Okay. And, you know, this is, this is how we kind of like to relax. We're holding hands. We're sitting there in our recliners and we're watching TV and we're having a good time. And, um, and I started, I said to her, I said, you know what? I paused it. And I was like, you know what? I don't know if you realize it, but we literally can do anything we want every day. Mm-hmm. Like we're at a point now and not that, you know, obviously we still have to work and do some things, but I mean, even the work. Yeah. You can I choose could, to work or not work. I could choose not to work. And here's the thing, <laughs> I, mean, I could choose, choose when to work. To work. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I could choose when to work. Yes. Right. So I can say, okay, I'm not available during this time. I'm available this time. Yep. Or you know what? Let's, um, let's, you know, next week, let's spend next week in Los Angeles at, you know, Disneyland or whatever. Yeah. We could just do that. Like, you know, the, 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 the whole concept, because sometimes we, we get into this Monday through Friday type thing. Yeah. For us. Yep. Where we are like, you know, this is the time, you know, nine to five. And then this is when we rest. But sometimes we need longer than that. Yeah. Right. Sometimes we need more than just a Monday, a Saturday and Sunday. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we need three Mm -hmm. days. Sometimes we need four days. I'd be having four day weekends a lot. I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I know lately. (laughs) But here's the thing. I know. Y'all are going to be like, even not even working no more. (laughs) No, but But, in my defense, I mean, I agree. Like, that's the beautiful part about entrepreneurship is depending upon how you design your business, how you lay out that foundation. And hopefully you've got some good coaches mentoring you to lay it out properly. You can literally create your own schedule. And what I love about that is, you know, two weeks ago or whenever I went, I was in Palm Springs. Yeah. And even though I was in Palm Springs, you know, doing other stuff, I was still working. I was still taking calls. I was still, you know, on the prayer call. I was still taking calls. I was still doing consultations. I'm like, how cool is that to be anywhere in the world operating your business and still getting stuff done? Yeah. So what I'm saying is you got there, but I'm, I'm still like <laughs> realizing this. Like I'm still, it's still kind of. You know, it like in my mind, in just yeah, yet. I'm like, whoa, like, is this because, yeah. you know, because I was a principal and I was, you know, before that I was a, te- a dean and I was a teacher and I, you know, always have been working, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's hard for me to really, I'm like, man, I really could do whatever I want. So here's the thing yep. with that, though, with that freedom comes, you know, responsibility is a lot of power. You got to yep. leverage it the right way because, you know, you don't want to, you know overplay your hand, if you will. Right. You got to You got to still do that the right way. Yeah. And so anyway, but I was just saying to her, I'm like, listen, like we could do whatever we want. And here's the other mm-hmm. part. Mm-hmm. Not only can we do whatever we want, our family 
and our lifestyle and what we see and what we have and all these things literally can be what we want them to be. Yep. But we limit, we've been limiting ourselves on what's possible. Yeah. Because we're not even thinking about like, it's like, like, for example, like I've, I've said to her before, I'm like, I want our home to like a model home. Yeah. Oh. Even though, even though we're just renting right now, I still am like, no, but I'm, I'm, I'm preparing for like, whenever yes. we go buy, we buy our place. Oh. I want the the furniture we gonna get gonna be able to roll with it because it's gonna it's gonna look that nice. But I want it. I yep. want us to because right now we still look like a daycare. Like we ain't had our daycare open in a minute, but our house still <laughs> looks like a daycare. Like it's a daycare. It still looks like that, and I'm like, yeah. this ain't really even like is is fun and functional and uh, um like you know uh, comfortable for us. We still have it built for two and three year olds, right? Yep. And so I'm like, why are we doing this? Like, you know, what I mean, just, it's just like a lot of like stuff just kind of hit me. I'm just like, yeah, why did? And then like we have a minivan. We love our minivan. It's been nice. It's been rolling. <laughs> but why do we got a minivan? Like we we don't really need a minivan. We we actually like a night, you know, an, another type of car that could still be a six or seven a seven seater, like an SUV yep. or something like that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's just, we're just, you know what I'm saying? So I'm just like, man, like, so I don't know who, who, who that message is for too, but I just realized you have way more power over your life than what you probably yep. are giving yourself credit for. Absolutely. We get so stuck in the routine of how things are or how things have been yep. that we're not even realizing that, um, that we've been set free. Yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of like when, um, I think there was like a story about an elephant who, you know, like, you know, a big, powerful elephant. All you got to do, apparently, this is, just, I don't know the story. I'm probably messing the story up, but <laughs> all they had to do to control the elephant yeah. was tie it to a, 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 a gate. And so as soon as it felt a little resistance, it would just stop. Yeah. Right? And even though it could, it had enough power to rip the gate and bulldoze it and down. bulldoze it, it wouldn't do it because no. it was, you know, it, it was that, that it was parameter. conditioned, it was conditioned to stay there. And then mm-hmm. here's the, here's the crazy part. Then they took the rope off mm-hmm. and it still didn't go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm like, Ooh, man. And so for me, I feel like, yeah, I've had a rope to, to a certain degree, right. Yep. Certain parameters. And then yep. now it's gone Yeah, and I'm still kind of, functioning as if like there's resistance and yeah. there's not. And nope. anyway, so that's what I'm like, my mind is blowing. Cause I'm like, Whoa, like, what do we want to do? Like, can yeah. we, <laughs> what do we want to have? What should like, we do? What should we do? Where should know? we go next week? Yeah. And, and, and it's not work. like work. And to be clear, I'm not <laughs> saying that we got a whole bunch of money that we can just do all that stuff. We, we don't, but also I'm understanding that getting the money to your point, remember you mm-hmm. said this a while ago, is the easy part. Yes. I remember and it took me a while to even get here, right? Because remember mm-hmm. when you first said, I was like, what, mm-hmm. that's the easy part. <laughs> that's usually the hardest part. They're like, nah, that's not. And now I'm starting to see it. Like, actually, yeah. no, this, that, that part is the easier, easiest part. Like, yeah, you know, because, you know, you there's so many things you can do. So with that yep. said, and talking about business, let's get into our podcast. Um, yes. So one thing that that has been, also a part of this entrepreneurship is, um, you know, understanding and leveraging all that is available to us with business credit. Yes. So my story with that is that real quick is this that I've been having more success with Jossie's 
business credit with her mm-hmm. business rather than mine for whatever reason. I think because mine's is just newer or I don't know exactly. But the reason why I want to bring this up is because like, I would love for you to share with the people, like, what's the best way to kind of get your ducks in a row when it comes to preparing for, you know, getting business credit, you got a new business, you've heard all these cool things about what business credit can do. Yes. But like, you know, some people have been trying, they've been getting denied or they've been I trying, know. they've been working out. So let's help the people out yes. and help, help me too. But like, <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Like, what, what do we got to do? Like, what, how do we, how do we, how do we get ourselves prepared? Yeah. Well, I mean, first and foremost, um, let's start with, with the basics in making sure you understand how to even start a business. And, and this is going to get a lot more technical, which I'm not going to even get into, but basically your options in terms of starting a business would be either to start and, and become either a sole proprietor, a partnership with somebody, an LLC, which is limited liability company or a corporation. And each one of those, there are certain tax benefits involved. So definitely consult with your tax advisor to figure out how based on your business and what you plan on doing, what's going to be the best way to structure. That's going to be the first thing you need to think about and definitely consult with the professionals. Um, But in terms of my area of expertise, what you really want to think about, especially if you're thinking about business credit and business funding, it's so important to understand that when you are an LLC or a corporation, you establish your business, you also will be applying for your EIN. And ultimately, when you're building business credit under the LLC or corporation, that falls under the EIN, which here's here's the, the golden nugget. It goes on to your business credit report. And that's super important because a lot of people don't understand the importance of why you want to structure in that way. So there's actually two reasons why you want to structure that way. LLC or corporation, two reasons. Number one, liability. Depending upon what kind of business you're going to create, I always tell the mentees like, okay, let's operate on a worst case scenario, right? If you start a business and something were to happen to where that business is not successful or you become sued or whatever, there's losses that are involved, you can just file bankruptcy and dissolve that business. And because it's an LLC or corporation, it does not impact your personal credit and your personal name. That's important, guys, because we all know, I mean... Most businesses fail in the first five years. Like, let's be real. Statistics say most businesses fail in the first five years. And granted, yes, we don't want to have that type of mindset, but let's prepare for the worst case scenario. If it doesn't succeed, we don't want that debt, that negative issue with the business to fall into our personal name. If it falls into our personal name and our personal credit, depending upon what your position is, That may or may not impact your financial situation, your relationship, your family, whatever you got going on. So first and foremost, that's why we want to separate is for the liability. And number two, also 
to build business credit. And this is important because if you have been listening to what I talk about in the previous podcast or even what I say in in my posts, one of the things that's a huge factor with calculating your credit score is the usage of your revolving accounts, usage on credit cards, store cards, lines of credit. If you start applying for credit cards and racking up these accounts under your personal name for business, but you have it under your personal name, that's going to mess with your utilization. Therefore, drop your credit score. When you have a business as an LLC or corporation, it remains under the business credit. Therefore, does it mess with your utilization? This is important, guys. You got to keep things separate. So that's like rule number one, laying down the foundation, structuring it properly for those two reasons. But let's dig deeper. Because now that you've consulted with your tax advisor to determine, okay, what's the best way to build? We're still focusing on LLC and corporation. If you're not a traditional brick and mortar business, meaning you don't have a, a commercial address that you're operating out of, maybe you're operating from home. Maybe you're operating from, I don't know, somebody else's business, but they don't want you to use their address because that's their business. This is where you want to get creative and you want to search for a virtual address, a virtual address that specifically looks and appears to be a commercial business. What does this mean? We don't do P.O. boxes. We don't do anything that doesn't look like a commercial space. So if you're researching virtual office address, Google what the address looks like. It cannot be a P.O. box, nothing to a UPS store, nothing to USPS either. It needs to appear as a commercial address. Why? Because when financial institutions are looking to let you borrow money, quote, quote, they're looking to make sure that you're a company that's in compliance. And unfortunately, you could be a multi-million dollar business, but if you appear as a residential on your paperwork, they're going to they're going to have some type of judgment on you and they're going to automatically assume that you're not in compliance and they're not going to lend you as much money as you should probably be entitled to be lent. Yeah. And so 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 what about so okay, so some people may be thinking like, "Well, I got a home-based business." Mm-hmm. And that's my address, right? I don't have an office yet. Yep. So you're saying that's the very reason why you want to get a virtual office. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Hey, quick break here. Sorry to interrupt the podcast. We'll get you right back to it. We just want to spend a few seconds to talk about the Empower You Financial Group on Facebook. This is Eva's private Facebook group where she gives free tips, tricks, and strategies to improve your financial situation. Join the over 1,000 plus member community and see the success stories of people just like you who want to live life on their own terms. Come laugh with us, tell your story, and share your victories. Just search Empower You Financial in Facebook and join our free private group. Oh, and be sure to invite a friend. Because the first thing these financials are going to do, they're going these financial institutions, they're going to Google you. They're going to Google your company and they're going to see what pops up. And the first thing they're going to look at is where are you popping up out of? 
Are you popping out of a residential neighborhood or are you popping out of a commercial space or an office like appearance? Um, also to add to that, you definitely, and, and, and this is an investment. This is something you got to pay for every single month to utilize the address. So when you're shopping around for a virtual address, yes, you want it to appear as a commercial address. You also want to make sure that you select mail forwarding because once you launch business, you're most likely going to start to get information in the mail, pre-approved offers. You're going to want those offers forwarded to you, which in essence would be forwarded most likely to your home address so that you can get that mail. You also want to be sure that you create a toll-free 800 number because yes, if you use your cell phone number or your home phone number, not to say that you can't do it. It's just, you want to appear in a certain way to be able to make sure that you're getting the funding that you need when the time comes. So also want to invest in an 800 number that also is forwarded to your cell phone so that when you get those business phone calls, it is right there in the palms of your hand. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, um, okay. So virtual office, virtual phone number. Yep. And okay. So you were, you started to explain what else is kind of needed. Yep. So this is needed. So once you, in essence, file all your paperwork with your state, you're going to obviously want to wait to receive your, um, secretary of state documents that says that your paperwork has been filed. You'd want to get your SS4 form, which is also known as the IRS document for your EIN number. Those two documents need to have this information on it because these are the documents that you need to take into a bank or a credit union to open up your business bank account. Guys, the moment you walk in, you sit down to open up a business bank account, they're already judging you. They're already looking at your documents and how everything is laid out. And these types of appointments, when you open up your business bank account, these aren't fast appointments. Like it's legit an interview that you don't even know is happening. They're asking you things like, how long have you been in business for? What type of business is this? You know, what, what type of income do you receive now? What are your projected numbers for the year? Like they're asking you these very important questions. So you want to get an idea of many of them, especially if you're going to try to apply for credit on the first day, they may want to see a business plan. If you don't have actual monies or assets or anything tied to the business just yet, they're going to want to see a business plan to figure out how you operate all of that good stuff. So just be prepared that this type of interaction on your first visit, number one, it's going to be a, a lightweight interview type based, but also what's super important is for you to know this so that you can be prepared. But what's most important is so that you can build a relationship with that business banker. And that's what I want to focus on on today's podcast is building the relationships with these business bankers so that you ultimately can walk away or obtain funding 
to build and expand your business. Guys, I don't walk into any financial institution unless I already know what I'm walking into. For example, many of us are told, okay, you get a job. Great. You're going to get a paycheck. How are we going to cash those checks? Go open up a bank account. Many of us don't even research. Many of us just go to the bank account down the street. Many of us go to the bank account that's listed on the payroll check so that we can cash you with no problems. Guys, you want to research these banks and you want to become familiar with what types of services they offer. Yes, granted, we need it for checking and savings and to cash checks, but what else do they do? Do they do home loans, auto loans, recreational vehicles, home equity lines of credit? Do they offer business banking? And if they offer business banking, is it just checking and savings or do they offer credit cards? Do they offer business loans? Do they offer business lines of credit? Guys, whatever you are doing with your money, you should be very intentional with everything that you do because the last thing you want to do is open up a business bank account. You've been with them for three years and then you go to try to apply. Heck, let's just say you've been with them for six months and you want a credit card. And because you didn't do research, you now are finding out they don't even offer credit cards for businesses. Now you just wasted six months of activity that you could actually use as leverage with other financial institutions. Yeah. Yeah. Well, okay. So let's go ahead and talk about the, the piece that I'm sure a lot of people are like, um, cause you know, the setup is everything that's cool. Yeah. And that's, that's necessary. Right. Cause, but then the part that the, the most probably, um, appealing part is the credit, right? Yeah. How do we leverage this? How do we start to play the game? Right. Yep. Because people are like, man, they can get credit cards. They can end up getting, um, you know, cars, you know, vehicles, mm-hmm. they can, you know, end up investing in properties. Like, like how does all this happen? Um, and then like, what is necessary? Because I think some people get a little confused with the statement that, you know, the business credit has nothing to do with your personal credit in that, you know, you can do all these things and things could, you know, go south and it doesn't affect you personally. However, talk to them about how on the personal side, these have to look a certain way in order for you to even get to a place where your business can start to do those things that you want it to do. Absolutely. And that's important too, because just like you said, we talk about the importance between separating the business versus the personal. But if you're a new business, it's easier to build business credit when you have a very good personal credit score. So there's two two ways of looking at this. So let's talk about the personal credit score. If you want to start to get the credit cards, the visas, the MasterCards, business credit cards, personally, your credit score needs to be at least a 680 and above. Not just a 680 and above, generally speaking, depending upon what financial institution you're applying for the business credit card with, they also don't want to see any late payments in the last 12 months or any unpaid collections or charge-offs. So 680 credit score, personal, no unpaid collections or charge-offs, 
no late payments in the last 12 months. If you fit that profile, you should be able to easily obtain visas and MasterCards with banks, first and foremost. This is why I like to always level up people's personal credit. Because if you don't have the personal credit, yes, you can still build business credit, but we'd have to start out differently. We may have to start out with vendor accounts. We may have to start off with business credit cards that are secured credit cards, which it's still still an ability to build business credit. But the way that I see it is we can level up the personal far easier. We can go farther with the business credit on the major credit cards sooner. Because at the end of the day, vendor accounts, you got to spend money every single month to build relationships, to build business credit. The way that I see it is you're going to go spend money on vendor accounts. We might as well just invest the money and fix the personal credit and you get the accounts that you really want on the business side in a few months. But yes, long story short, personal credit can play a factor. Why? Because it's a point of reference. When you are a new business, new business, let's define that in the financial institution's eyes, a new business is perceived as a business that has been open less than two years. So for all of those that are out there that are listening to everybody online that says, oh, yeah, you can obtain business funding, 200,000 in your first 90 days, the question becomes, What kind of business funding are we talking about? Are we talking about the visas, the MasterCards, the American Expresses with large limits? Are we talking about vendor accounts where we're very limited to what type of money we can actually borrow and whether or not it's going to cost us money to buy stuff that we may not even need or use for our business? So, guys, don't let the internet and all that stuff out there you know, cater to your way of thinking. Yes, it's possible, but you got to ask the right questions. So long story short, this is why I tell the lions, we need to be building relationships with everybody that we are exchanging money with. Because if we don't have those long, lengthy, quote, quote, business history, then we got to have good personal credit scores. And if we don't have those good personal credit scores, what's the second point of reference is when you open up your business bank account, let's make sure all activity is happening in that business bank account. Your business is depositing money in there. There's transactions. The more transactions there are in your business bank account, meaning the more deposits there are in your business bank account, the more credibility your business now has. Those transactions, those deposits can serve as point of reference. So don't think if you got bad personal credit and your business is less than two years old, you don't have a shot. No, you just got to work a little bit differently to create those interactions with those banks, with your bank account, aka deposits so that you can build the credibility within that financial institution.
And let's be real, guys. If you got a business and there's no deposits being made, how do you expect a bank to let you borrow money when it's going to look at your banking activity and say, well, where's your income? How do we know that your business is thriving if we don't see any deposits being made into your accounts? Yeah, I think I I mean, I I don't know how many people are actually like thinking about that. Right. Mm Because, you know, like maybe you have your banking account, your account with another bank. Yeah. But you're trying to establish a relationship with this you know, second bank and get credit. And you're saying that it would be helpful for them to see the transactions and to see the activity. Absolutely. And I'm specifically talking to my people who get paid on a cash only basis and like to hold their money in the mattress. Guys, I get it. Let's be real. We do that so that we don't have to pay taxes. But if you are a business and you want to be considered thriving business, you better make those cash deposits into your bank account. Because if you ultimately want to scale your business and you don't have the cash to do so and you need to borrow money, those deposits are your point of reference. See, personally, I got two business bank accounts. I've got a bank account that's a global bank nationwide, even overseas or a local and a local bank. Why do I have two? For the relationships, for the transactions, for the point of reference, for different ways to borrow money when I need to borrow money. And they're both completely different. They both have their own lending department. They both offer different products. But at the end of the day, I have money going in each account for different things, different transactions to build the credibility within the financial institution so that when I want to go to apply for something, they can easily see, okay, here's how much money you made last month. Here's how much money you've been making for the last six months. Here's, you know, your account's always been positive. Your average daily balance is this. All of those are point of reference. And not only that, because I have clean levels of communications with people within the financial institution, that is helpful too. Because when I got questions, there's one particular that I can send a text message and I get answered right away. Where the other one, I got to sit on hold for 15 minutes before I get an answer. These are other things you want to look at too when you're deciding on who should I open my business bank account with. Yeah, well, I think you mentioned some things like, you know, your daily balance or how much you had. I don't I don't know that people even think about that because that's that's not on the application. Nope. Right. When you're applying. There's no there's no questions like that. Uh, I mean, they may ask you what your annual income is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they don't. So so I think that maybe people aren't really thinking that that's something that is uh, that they need. Yeah. Well, and and so let's talk about that. like. When was the last time you filled out a credit card application? Either way, personal or business. But when you get to the last or towards the end of the application, do you ever remember it asking you, do you have a savings and a checking account? And if so, check which one. There's either savings, checkings, or both. Why do they ask that? They ask that because if you are in their system already, Mm. they're going to go there and look. Oh, okay. They got savings and checkings. Let's go see how the savings and checking accounts looking. Mm. Are they overdrawn? Are they negative? Or have they bounced some checks? 
Do they have money? Is the money consistent? Does the balance sit there or does, you know, does more money go in versus come out? What types of transactions are coming in and out of that bank account? That's why they asked that question on the application. Mm. So, yeah, Mm. these are the things that we need to be thinking about if we're thinking about building business. So, for example, if you bank with a specific bank and they offer a credit card. So you've got a business bank account with XYZ Bank and they offer XYZ business credit card. Generally speaking, generally speaking, if you have a bank account with that bank and it's positive and you have deposits being made, 60 days after opening up your bank account, generally they will give you a credit card. If you're a new business without having a good personal credit score. Mm. If you got the good personal credit score, you can apply for the credit card day one. You should be perfectly fine with getting approved for that. So situations are different, Mm. but yes, majority of, of those that are building a brand new business who have a great personal credit score are far likely to get approved for a business credit card the moment they open up their bank account. But if you don't have that good personal credit score, again, 680 and above, being within that, being inside that financial um, financial institution system for at least 60 days, you should be able to apply 60 days later for that business credit card. Mm. Okay. And so in terms of it, like even going beyond that, like, so credit cards, so what other things, you know, in terms you know, in terms of leverage that people can, can use. Um, Yeah. Go ahead. Just, yeah. Share, share with the people. Absolutely. I mean, and not just credit cards, rewards, credit cards, 0% interest, credit cards, credit cards that are offered for businesses have a whole lot more perks and benefits than personal credit cards do. Also business credit cards, those limits can be 50, 60, $70,000 and above. Why? Because you're a business. And if your business is making these types of deposits every single month, again, point of reference, the more thriving your business is, the more deposits you're being made, the more you look like you're making money, the higher the limits they're going to give you. Number one. Number two, commercial vehicles. You want to buy a car for your business or a truck, or what a, a boat. Maybe you're a fisherman as, as your business, and you, you're renting somebody else's boat to get your fish. Why would we do that? We go get a recreational loan, or in this case, a loan for a boat to be able to go get your fish and make business happen. And the beauty behind this, guys, again, it's under your business credit report not your personal. So it's not even going to factor when it comes to debt to income ratios. What's a debt to income ratio? How much money you bring in minus your monthly loan or credit card obligations. That's on your personal side. That's on your personal side. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if you're building business and your business is growing, chances are you're going to be borrowing more money. We don't want that debt on the personal credit because then it could possibly roadblock us to doing other things like buying our house 
buying real estate, buying other things in our personal name. So yes, you can get auto loans, recreational vehicle type loans. You can get lines of credit. You can get loans to buy your commercial building if you wanted to. Mm. And yes, we got to keep it separate so that we don't have to worry about it interfering with our personal credit. And when it comes to business credit, guys, they don't care about utilization. They don't care if you have your credit cards maxed out. That does not affect your business credit. All they care about is making sure you are making all of your payments on time every single time. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, so I mean, I think, you know, for a lot of folks, it's still like, it's still fairly new. We're still trying to understand the concept of it. And you mentioned like commercial building. So that's even like something else that's pretty cool. You know, I think a lot of people think about, you know, leasing, whatever they're going to go or renting. And, you know, there's some strategy around owning, you know, owning the spot and then also then leasing, you know, maybe, maybe you own a larger building, you lease, you sublease it or not sublease it, but you lease the spaces out. Yeah. Yes. There's all this, all this stuff, right. And all this stuff is possible if we just, is we just, you know, just looked at it that way. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and this is, you know, another reason why we need to get good at creating the business in the first place and getting the business bank account in line, because when it comes time to borrowing money and applying for these loans and credit cards, all you got to do is submit your bank statements for your business. And they use that as a point of reference. There's a lot of lenders that will lend to you based on your business bank accounts and not your actual tax returns. So that's another point of reference. Another reason why we want to get good with our accounting, get good with all of our transactions, get good with having everything in one to two places at the most, not all over the place. We don't need five business bank accounts. I mean, unless you got five different businesses, but we want to be as organized as possible. Because again, if we're thinking about borrowing money and we need to submit those docs, you're not organized. It's going to be a headache. Chances are you're going to give up. And now you're being limited. Now you're discouraged And thinking you can't get to where you need to be because you weren't organized or you didn't lay out the foundation properly in the first place. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Okay. So, so we have a couple different people probably listening right now. We have people who are either, you know, just starting out. They're just thinking about it. They're just, you know, kind of getting their feet wet. And we have some people who are, you know, Ben had a bank account, Ben had, you know, have it an EIN, which is the, um, what's it called? Employment. Employer identification number. Yeah. So that's, that's the, your social security number for your business, so to speak. Yep. Uh, so they've had all that. They've they got the, you know, they probably even got a business license. They've, you know, checking account, they've got some stuff rolling, um, yes. but they still haven't necessarily done all the things that they've seen people do or heard about people doing. So I want you to, to, to speak to both of those folks. Um, one, the people who are just starting out and then ones who, who've been doing it for a while, like, what would you advise in terms of them? Like next steps, like they've heard this, it sounds amazing. They're like, okay, I want to get some stuff together. What would you advise for them? 
Absolutely. Well, first and foremost, are you having conversations with people? Are you having conversations with your business bankers? Like how close are you to your business banker? Like, do you know their spouse's name? Do you know their children's name? Do you know their pet's name? Do you know what their work hours are? How easily accessible are they to you? Because at the end of the day, I said earlier, anytime you're exchanging money with people, like there should be an intention, especially when it comes to building business. The intention is to do something and to connect with people so well, so that when it comes time for you to expand your business and borrow money, you have that level of connection. And for me, you know, speaking from my own experience and which is why Again, another reason why I take pride in what we've built in the Lions Club, we've got a preferred banker. We've got a preferred business banker. When people, when I start off my coaching calls and I'm assessing the situation, I'm asking what all the goals are and what are we trying to do? And most of them are like create multiple streams of income. I'm like, great. What are you thinking of? I'm lay, I'm helping them lay out the foundation. And then the next thing, get in touch with the tax accountant. Let's get you structured. Then let's connect you with our preferred banker. Because at the end of the day, it is relationships. And and I don't know if if I said this before, but just to, you know, plant the seed, like we're in the process of working with some banks and creating these relationships on purpose, not just for me, but for all of the lions, because it's already out. Like Stockton knows Empower You Financial. Stockton knows Eva as a credit coach. Stockton knows Eva is coaching some elite people that know about finances, know about money, are doing better, wanting better and wanting more. And because in essence, I've got now the perfect consumer to hand over to them, they know, oh, they coming from the Lions program? We know how to lend to them. We know how they're structured. We know how to help them grow. And that's why I take pride doing what I do, because at the end of the day, it is about helping other people grow. So guys, if you are with these banks and they're not offering these types of relationships or levels of service, or you're calling and you're on hold forever, or you don't even have your personal banker's cell phone number or email, or you're not even connected on social media with them. The question is, is why aren't you? Are you not because you haven't approached them like that? Or are they not offering it to you? Because think about it, guys, these business bankers, I'm pretty sure they get paid off of commissions. And if they get paid off of commissions, they should be serving you to the best of their abilities. And if not, then you need to do some research. You need to connect with the right people, find out who is having an amazing experience with their business bankers, and that's who you need to start interviewing. There are definitely times where I don't even have to leave my house. I send a text message and I can wire money to purchase real estate in another state without having to leave my house, guys. Imagine having to leave your house on a Monday morning that happens to be the first Monday after the first of the month, and you got to sit in line for an hour. That's nuts. I don't even have to do that anymore because of the levels of 
communication and the relationships that we're building over here. So yeah, guys, let's step it up. Let's walk into our financial institutions with the posture because we had the right foundation. And now we can truly make the moves that we want to make because now you're learning differently. You're learning differently. You're doing differently. You're walking different. Now these banks are going to look at you different and chances are they're going to lend different to you as well. Mm. That's That's what we all want, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. (laughs) And at the end of the day, you may think, well, I don't need money right now. Okay. But what happens when a bright idea happens and now it costs money for you to actually create that as a part of your business? Who are you going to go to? Where are you going to go? You're going to go to the loan shark down the street and spend 30% interest on something where if you just learn differently, you might be able to actually borrow money at 0% interest and make a very low monthly payment instead of a crazy high payment at a 30% interest. Because yeah, you can borrow money anywhere. The question is, is how much are you going to pay for that? (laughs) And when you're in business, especially as, as a new business or as a startup, Very last thing you want to do is to pay fees, crazy fees, crazy interest, because all of that affects your bottom line, guys. We got to get good with money. We got to get good at building relationships with people so that at the end, when we need to borrow money, it's easily accessible to us. Yep. Yep. Okay. All right. Well, I think that was it. Like, you think we wrapped it up? Um, Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think once again, we want to just um, acknowledge our listeners. Thank you guys so much for uh, continuing to support us. Make sure that you go and, uh, you know, do the whole five star thing. Yes. Hold on. Wait a minute. We got a shout out. We just hit twenty five thousand downloads, didn't we? Yes. Yes, Yes, we did. Yes. Shout out to the people. Shout out to the people for just. Uh, remaining loyal listeners and sharing this podcast with others, guys, sharing this podcast, even though you may have listened to this entire episode and maybe, you know, everything that I just said, the next person hasn't. So share this, share this on your social media platforms and let's just help one another out. Let's help each other out when it comes to leveling up our finances, our credit, our money, because at the end of the day, guys, these are the things they don't teach you in school and we need this to get around. Absolutely. Yeah. So please continue to share. And uh, we really appreciate that. Um, and, you know, also be on the lookout for just, you know, some some different things we got coming down uh, the pipe, you know, different cool stuff. Yes. A whole lot of uh-huh. cool stuff. I'm so excited. Yes. Yes. Stop yes. talking so I don't accidentally say. Yeah, it. exactly. All right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, yeah, just be on the lookout, guys. But we appreciate you. Um, definitely leave a comment. Get inside a Facebook group. Let us know about your favorite moments of the podcast. Yes. Uh, definitely, you know, let's have some conversations about it. You know, ask some questions. Eva's still there to available to to help out. Um, you know what I mean? Like we're we're all there, right? So so there's a lot of lions in there as well. And yeah. the, the free group that you can go and um and ask questions and you know get to learn more about you know the different levels that we have. Um, so yeah. Yeah. You know and and definitely if you've got any questions or ideas for our next podcast episode. 
drop it in the Empower You Financial Facebook community group. We'd love to hear what you're thinking of, what's troubling you, what you're, you just, you're like, I don't understand this. Can we talk about it on a podcast? Absolutely. Drop it inside the private Facebook group page and let us know. We can talk about it. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. All right, y'all. So that's it. I uh, just wanted to do a little bit of housekeeping, you know. Um, yes. But yeah, so, so that's it, guys. Uh, thank you guys for listening and uh, we'll see you in the next episode. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of Empower You Financial with Eva Palacios. One of the things that Eva enjoys most about being in personal finance is seeing people win. So if you are looking to improve your credit score because you are ready to make a major purchase, get better rates, or start living life on your own terms, visit Eva at evaempowers.com and schedule a consultation with her so you too can live life empowered. Thank you.